0: What is up ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet and it is another edition of Overthinking MTG and this episode is brought to you once again by Redundant Technology by the incredible power of cellular phones. Remember when phones were just for talking? Man, that was the day. Well, I suppose I am using it for talking right now. Hmm, full circle. All right, so today we are looking at a random magic card, as we always do. And the one that we got today is Geothermal Crevice. Okay, I've never seen this card before. It is a land from Invasion. And usually whenever I see something is going is from Invasion, I think, all right, this is going to be some multicolor weird nonsense that's not particularly powerful by today's standards, but might be fun. So let's see what we got. So uh, Geothermal Crevice land, it enters the battlefield tapped, as so many lands do, and you can tap it for one red mana, or you can tap and sacrifice Geothermal Crevice and add one black and one green mana to your mana pool. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so it looks like we are, if I'm not mistaken, that's Jun colors, black, uh, black red, green. So... Interesting. So it's just a mountain that comes in tapped, but it could provide you one-time mana fixing and one-time ramp. So, you know, there are worse lands out there. I couldn't help but notice that this was a common, so it was um, you know draftable fixing, basically, which makes a lot of sense because Invasion had a ton of cards that were multicolor, So it was really not uncommon at all to see cards that were one color that had activation costs that were one or even two different colors. That kind of thing was fairly common. Um, One of my favorite examples is a card that actually isn't very good by today's standards, like, at all. But uh, there's a card called Phyrexian Infiltrator, which is a black card that has a blue activation on it. And uh, the reason that I remember that specifically is because it was... That was the first time I had seen that. I guess, you know, I had always assumed that if a card was a black card, any activation costs on it had to be black. And so when I saw that kind of unspoken rule that I had you know established in my head the moment I saw that get broken um, was pretty cool yeah it was an interesting um, interesting little paradigm shift for me and so that was the setting in which geothermal crevice was released so at this point like I would imagine if I'm looking in a draft kind of a setting this is something that I would consider grabbing if I have those three colors, or I'm considering grabbing those three colors. Actually, another benefit that this gives you, um, shout out to my buddy Ingall for kind of teaching me this, uh, this idea of when in a draft is it the right time to hedge your bets? You know, um, the idea being, when is it appropriate to select a card that doesn't work with the deck that you're drafting currently? because you need to be ready for not getting anything else that fits your current theme later. And a card like this that provides mana fixing, you know, this certainly isn't an early pick, but if you're in like your second or even early in your third pack, and uh, you're not quite sure what you're getting, and you've got kind of a weird assortment of cards, being able to grab some fixing that could allow more of those to be at your disposal, that might be really valuable. And this gives you access to three different colors in kind of their own unique way. Um, given that it taps for red naturally, I would much rather take it if I have some kind of a red theme going. Um, you know, But being able to splash into black and green when appropriate, I can see some benefit in that. Um, <laughs> actually, one scenario that I can think of right off the bat, I really wish this had been available in uh, Throne of Eldraine in that particular draft, because if you cracked a, uh, a, what was it, Garrett cursed Huntsman in like, as, as the rare in your third pack, and you didn't have any green black, you know, you generally rare draft that sucker anyway, because you probably want it for your collection. But even if you don't, um, it's just so good in that format and can be so game-defining that generally you would want access to that. And I couldn't help but notice that this land by itself uh, could give you access to that because Garrick costs, for generic, one green, one black. So as long as you have four of anything else, you can just sacrifice your um, your geothermal cre- crevice and all of a sudden, boom, Garak's online. So that kind of a thing, being able to hedge for... Um, If you hedge into bombs that you may crack, um, it might not be a bad idea if there's nothing else in the pack that's worth taking. That's really what it comes down to. In constructed, I wouldn't consider running one of these because needing the land coming into play tapped is going to be a real tempo disruptor early and then having to sacrifice it to get the benefit later is just the cost is just too high. Um, that's something that you actually see a lot in some older lands. There's also a whole cycle that um, come into play tapped and tap for only one color, but then you could sacrifice that two of that color. Um, I think or is it like ocean debris or something like is something like that is the blue one. Um I believe Hickory Woodlot is the green one. And every now and then, <laughs> every now and then, I find myself thinking, man, if only I could free up the brain space that I have devoted to some of these uh, cards. Much like when um, when you hear, like, the when you're in, like, the grocery store and you're listening to the, the audio and, or, you know, you're just kind of, like, going about your business, going down your list, and all of a sudden you notice that faintly in the distance they're playing Mbop by Hanson, and all of a sudden like you are recalling every single lyric like before it's said, and you're like, how the hell do I know that? I didn't even like this song when it was popular, but it was everywhere, so you couldn't help but hear it, and you couldn't help but know it. And if you're not as old as I am, and Mbop is not the correct correct reference point, well, insert whatever Jonas Brothers song it was that you heard everywhere on the radio uh, when you were younger. So, <laughs> you're fine. okay, now, okay, crazy tangent. I can't believe I got here from a common land for an invasion. Uh, the, the song uh, Year 3000 was not originally by Jonas Brothers, for the record. That actually was originally by a British band named Busted. And if you're not familiar, they're awesome. Okay, that aside. So, <laughs> holy cow, I can't believe a weird invasion three color. Common land got me to uh, UK pop from the early two thousands, but well, here we are. Uh, man, I love tangents. They're they're a good time. I gotta say, yeah. When when you let your mind wander, it can do the most ridiculous things. Um, but yeah, so Geothermal Kravis is one of those that I wasn't familiar with this particular land, but I've seen a lot like it. And uh, so the idea, if I'm not mistaken, in Invasion there's a whole cycle built around these, um, because why wouldn't there be, you know, it, it makes sense. And I also love the, the flavor of it. They had to incorporate, like, whenever you have three different types of mana on any one land, or actually whenever you have multiple, whenever you have more than one effect or more than any more than one slice of the color pie that you need to represent on a land it gets interesting because People have to get to you know the, the creative team needs to figure out like okay Why do we have? Where could a mountain and a swamp and an island all coexist and uh, It's interesting what what they landed on. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's a mountain a swamp and a forest not an island's not in here so it's a geothermal crevice so we have what appears to be a volcanic um cave and in the image there's clearly um very large mushrooms growing all over within this cave so it was clearly once volcanic and in since so it would appear as though some kind of volcanic eruption hollowed out this area but it has been dormant and life has been allowed to grow into it um yeah and it would make sense that if it's ge- you know geothermal if it's still next to an active volcano there would be energy there um uh, there would be some kind of you know, I, I understand um like volcanic areas can be very fertile after they're once they're allowed to um, well cool off obviously, hence which is why um you know they're like beautiful, lush uh jungles like on Hawaii, you know, because those areas are capable of sustaining life and so here we are looking at one of those where this was volcanic, it still is volcanic to be fair, but it has been dormant long enough so that life has been able to grow, and that life that they're depicting here is not trees with the large flat leaves that I know I associate with, um, you know, that kind of environment. But instead, we're seeing um, fungi. We're clearly, we're seeing mushrooms and those types of things. So you have that kind of swamp, subterranean um, vibe to it as well. So I think they managed to capture all, every one of those pieces kind of nicely and in kind of a weird way that it's not really available like it's not clear when you just look at it because the 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 art is primarily green um it's primarily green and black so it looks dark and there's what what at first glance appear to be trees until you look closely and realize they're mushrooms but flavorfully it does make sense um and also i love actually it works on another level too because you have to sacrifice it. It can no longer produce red mana if it is going to produce black and green mana. So the volcano has to be dormant. It has to no longer erupt in order for this other life to thrive there. That's kind of interesting. All right, guys. This has been a lot of fun, actually. I. Uh, I'm learning the joys of just letting loose and making it happen. And if you enjoyed that, please let me know. The best way to get a hold of me is on Discord. Uh, the link for that is in the description of this show, wherever it is that you're listening to it. And yeah, that's my that's my server. A lot of us talk about um, fun deck brews and also just goofiness. Uh, yeah, right now, there's a rather humorous meme that I couldn't help but put together um, of what appears to be the greatest counterspell ever printed until you see that it is a sorcery. So <laughs> the sorcery speed counterspell. Again, shout out to my buddy Engel for, for that particular joke. Um, anyway, this has been a lot of fun, guys. Thanks so much, as always. And I will catch you next time.